there and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls, and welcome back to the Unlikely Artist Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the biggest obstacle to becoming who you want. Remember, that's what this whole podcast is all about. It's about me giving you the tools you need to find the freedom to become who you want. And if this whole notion of becoming who you want feels unclear and vague and you've got some stress around it, my guess is it could be because of this one cause. And that is you're allowing yourself to be blown by the winds of other people's opinions and expectations for you. So remember that this podcast is all about the freedom to become who you want. It's not about the freedom to become who someone else wants you to be, how someone else wants you to act, or how someone else wants you to see things. So that's what I'm going to help you not to do. I'm going to have you not waking up every day and allowing the world to tell you who you are and what you need to do, think, or say. We're going to get you deciding that. So I don't care whether you're 20 or 50. I know that everyone around you has expectations for you. The people you hang out with, your broader social circles, your parents, your partner, the people you work with, even strangers on the street or people you meet in a store, and especially society at large. Why? That's what we do. We're judging machines. We're human judging machines. That's what humans are. We evaluate and we judge and we criticize. We criticize ourselves. We criticize other people. And we evaluate and judge everything we experience. We decide whether something's good or bad. And so other people do that too. And they constantly have lots of opinions about us. And we get concerned about what those opinions are. And we want them to be good opinions. Sometimes we need them to be good opinions. Not only that, but we carry around other people's opinions and expectations of us, sometimes for months or years, or even all our lives. We're 40 years old, and we notice that we're still trying to please our parents. We might be 80 years old and trying to please our parents. We're still trying to prove that they can be proud of us, that we're successful in the ways they wanted us to be. Or we're divorced and we're still trying to prove that our ex's terrible opinions about us were wrong. We're so much better than they judge us to be, but we carry their negative judgments inside us and they let, we let those judgments we're carrying inside us affect what we do. Or we don't get the job that we wanted and we obsess about it. We stew 
and we revisit it and we judge ourselves what we said or did or didn't do. And we secretly want them to know now how amazing we are and how good we're doing now. We spend time thinking about what they would think about us now. So you can see how other people's opinions are affecting us in two ways as we go about our lives and are making the decisions we need to do more difficult. They affect us because we want to prove ourselves worthy to people we love, admire, and respect. And we want to prove ourselves worthy to people who have criticized or rejected us. So notice how in both cases, we're focusing exclusively on what the other person thinks about us, or really more accurately, what we believe they think about us. Because the truth is that most of the time we have no idea what they're thinking or why, and we're actually making it all up. Sometimes they're not even thinking about us at all. In fact, most of the time, they're not thinking about us at all. And what we're not doing is focusing on what we want. That's kind of lost in this mess of thinking about what other people want. We're trying to build our self-worth on a pile of what other people think of us. If we can stand on top of enough good opinions from enough other people, then we can stand tall enough. We're, so, we're trying so hard to make that happen. It takes a lot of space in our brain. This is a losing game for two huge reasons. One reason is because what other people think about us will never make us feel worthy. We could get compliments all day long and receive glowing reviews and positive feedback and still feel lacking. If we still feel like something's wrong with us, if we still think that's true, we will find evidence everywhere. We'll see and hear what we believe is true. So even when someone else thinks highly of us and tells us that, we'll deflect it or we'll feel uncomfortable or we won't believe them. We'll simply refuse to take it in. If we keep thinking that if we get enough people to think highly of us enough, then we'll feel good about ourselves and that will make us feel better, we're wrong because we never do. You can see this for yourself. I want you to think back to a situation where you doubted yourself and then got some positive feedback. Notice that you felt good for a while, but then be honest. How long did that good feeling last? An hour, a day, a month? If a part of you doubted yourself before and you're waiting for the positive feedback to change that, notice how the doubt eventually resurfaced again. I know this well myself. I've fallen into this pattern many times in my life. Even when I was a senior partner at my firm, it wasn't long after I'd received another glowing review that I'd slip back into self-doubt and fear that I wasn't measuring up. I didn't know that I had to create that knowing that I'm good enough in my own head and in my own heart. 
there's this thing called confirmation bias. I don't remember I've talked to you about it before, but it's basically this. Our brains always are scanning for evidence to prove that we're right. So if we believe we're unworthy, our brains will help us find evidence of our unworthiness everywhere, all the time, no matter what other people tell us. Another reason obsessing with other people's opinions is a losing game is that we literally have no control over what anyone else thinks of us. We fall into this false belief that there's a direct relationship between acting in a way that's good enough and the other person we're focused on thinking we're amazing. Yet we discover even when we act in that way that is good enough, that they still don't think that we're amazing. And we think if we act in a way to avoid offending or disappointing someone, despite our best efforts, we end up discovering that they get obsess upset with us anyway. So what's happening here? Why doesn't this work? It doesn't work because our logic is flawed. We think our actions are what produce other people's feelings, and that's not true. There's a missing step here, and it's one that we can't control. What really happens is this, savvy souls. You act in a particular way. You say something, you do something. You don't say something or do something. And the other person has a thought about what you said or did or didn't say or do. And that thought makes the other person feel however they feel about you. You have no control over what that other person thinks. So two people could hear or see what you do and react in completely different ways. So one person might hear what you say in a meeting and say to herself, oh, I love how she's so matter of fact and goes straight to the truth. She's so honest and that person feels respect for you. Another person in that exact same meeting who heard you say the exact same thing might say to herself, I can't believe how blunt and rude she is. She's not very nice. And that other person feels irritated. You're in a room, you say one thing in a meeting, and one person ends up feeling respect for you, and the other person ends up feeling irritated. It's because they had different thoughts. See how the other person's reactions had nothing to do with you? It had to do with their thought about it, which is based on their experiences, their value systems, their preferences. None of this is within your control. So this focus of ours on other people's opinions is a losing game because other people's opinions will never give us the worthiness we're seeking. And we actually have no control over other people's opinions anyway. And this, my savvy souls, is very good news indeed, because if we free ourselves from the yoke of other people's opinions, we get to create our own sense of worthiness. And that's 100% on us. Not so easy, but 100% on us. 
And how do we do that? The answer is simple and it's a lifelong practice. We simply decide we are worthy. It's something we just know. How do we know it? We just choose to believe that we were born worthy. And how do we know that? Well, we choose to believe that all humans were born worthy. So just go to a nursery or look at photos of baby, babies in a nursery to prove this to yourself. I think it's impossible for most of us to look at photos of a bunch of babies and decide that one of these babies is worthy and another one isn't. It just doesn't even make any sense. We just know that it's not true. So if we can believe that we're all born worthy, next we need to choose to believe that there's nothing we can do to make ourselves unworthy. And how do we do that? Uh, I bet you know the answer to this one. It's the same one. We just decide. We decide we're all humans navigating life the best way we can with our emotional sensitivities, with the brains that we happen to have been given, with the things we're talented at and the things we're not with our ability to learn from our experiences or not, with our willingness or unwillingness to learn at all, with our courage or fear on any given day, with our presence and level of consciousness in the moment, with our capacity for discomfort, with our resilience to bad news. We take all of those attributes and we get to go through every day and we succeed sometimes, we make mistakes sometimes, and we all learn as we go. And there is constant worthiness as we travel through life. So sometimes people do terrible things, and that's an objection to this theory. So I want to tell you a beautiful story that I heard that impacted me. It was about a woman whose young son was tragically killed by a teenage gang member and this teenage gang member had absolutely no remorse he expressed no remorse at trial and he was convicted and jailed life for him was just like that and he couldn't really relate to other people or understand how his victim might have felt but the dead boy's mother visited her son's killer often in prison eventually that teenage killer got out of jail he had no place to go and the dead boy's mother took him in and that former killer took in all her love and he started to transform eventually believe this or not and this is a true story she adopted that boy and today he's a productive and loving member of society this boy this teenage killer did a terrible thing and yet he was still always worthy he was still a human capable of learning and of contributing to society so if it's true that nothing we can do to make us unworthy it can be so freeing. So even if this idea is really hard for you, I want you to try it on. I want you to pick it up and just try it on like a shirt you might not like, but just see what happens when you wear it. 
it could do amazing things for you. So I want to offer you this. It's what I believe about you. It's what I believe about all humans. And it's also a thought that I do believe will serve you if you're able to believe it. You are inherently worthy and nothing you do detracts from that. And it means that what you want matters. When you can accept your own worthiness, you can create so much space in your brain that's taken up with now with what other people think about you. You can move, th move that crap right out of the way. You can clear the space for good decisions that will take you where you want to go. So savvy souls, you can evaluate how much of an issue this is for you by thinking of a decision you've been wanting to make, but haven't been feeling maybe so good about maybe not so clear about you've got a lot of confusion about. And I want you to maybe list the reasons that are holding you back what you can't figure out what you're worried about. And then ask yourself, does any of it have to do with what other people think or expect of you, or how they might react? How worried are you about other people's opinions? How much does what they think, what they might think, affect your choices? Here are some red flags to look for that might mean this is an issue for you. You're worried about losing a status of some type. That's because you're worried about what other people think about you and you're using status as a measure of that or you're worried about being judged you imagine people saying oh my god she's doing that again that's worrying about what other people think and you're spending a lot of time worried about how other people will react what will they think of you what will they say what might they say to their friends? We're social animals and it's normal for us to be concerned about what other people think. But we don't wanna let that drive us because of the two reasons that focus is a losing game. Again, I know this is repetitive, but I just want to try to get this into your brain because it's so hard for us to let go of this. First, other people's opinions won't make you ever feel worthy. And two, you can't actually control what other people think. So practice examining what you'd want to do if you didn't let other people's expectations control your choices. If you decided purely based on what your values are, what matters to you, how you want to show up, the goals you want to drive you forward. And no, this won't be perfect. It's a practice to allow yourself to decide who you want to be and not who someone else wants you to be. You'll find yourself drifting back to worrying about what other people expect, how they'll judge you, what they'll say. Have so much compassion for yourself. This is totally normal. It's not a one-time deal as much as we'd love it to be. But what I do know is the more you do practice the skill of setting your own expectations for you and how you want to move forward, the closer you'll get to where 
you want to go. So Savvy Souls, as you know, coaching is my jam. I'm basically coaching you here on this podcast and I'm teaching you lots of things you can implement immediately and start seeing results. I really feel so good about that. I hear from so many of you that you're listening and you're learning and you're changing things for yourself. And it's just such an amazing gift for me to be able to provide that to you. But I also do want you to know that this stuff I'm teaching you here can be really hard to implement on your own. And if you're not getting it, don't feel badly. It's hard to step outside of yourself and to identify exactly what you're thinking or feeling or doing that's keeping you from getting you to getting you where you want to go. And that's why I'm such a big fan of coaching. That's why even though I'm an experienced coach, I still hire my own coach because she's able to see, see things that I can't when I observe myself. She might even say something to me that I've just coached a client on, yet I haven't noticed that I'm doing that too. It's so easy to not notice things about ourselves that we can see so easily in other people. So if you'd like to take this work deeper and understand how to implement it in your own life and make new things actually happen, I've got you covered. Just book a free coaching consultation call with me and let's talk through your issues and see how my coaching might help. And whether we work together or not, I'm pretty confident you'll walk away from this call with me with greater clarity about what your issues are and how to solve them. So if you would like to book a free coaching consultation call with me, just go to www.gracedcanvas, that's G-R-A-C-E-D, as in dog, canvas, C-A-N-V-A-S, dot com, slash work, hyphen, with, hyphen me, and click on a button that you'll find there to schedule a free strategy session. And let's chat about your issues. And in the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, if you know somebody who's not doing the amazing things they could be doing in their life because they're worried about what other people think and they're letting that hold them back, please do share this episode with them. And I have another ask for you. If you would be so kind if you haven't already, if you're finding value from this podcast, from this episode, from any of the other episodes, if you would go on to Apple Podcasts and write a review, it will help other people uh, experience the coaching I provide here and help them change their lives too. And with that, I wish you an amazing week and I will see you next week. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. 
We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.